Welcome to Canada's podcast. Well, welcome to Canada's podcast. Great to, great to meet you. Uh, it's, uh, um, uh, you have a very interesting background, um, which we've just been talking about. Um, so why don't you let everyone know a little bit about who you are and your entrepreneurial slash life journey today, because they kind of overlap. So why don't you, why don't you do that? Yeah. Um, thanks for having me, uh, Philip. I'm, uh, you know, thrilled to be here. Um, you know, in in the short version of, you know, my entrepreneurial uh, journey is that I'm someone who um, has always, you know, followed her own path in life. Um, and that's led me through, you know, working in different industries from, uh, you know, fashion to to finance to, um, you know, experience with uh, with nonprofit. And, and the thing that the common thread in all of those things has been, um, you know, the human aspect. I love, um, you know, telling stories and in each of the different jobs I've had, I've been in, you know, one way or the other, um, you know, telling stories, whether when I worked in finance, um, you know, I was giving an update on um, on the money that we were managing, you know, for various clients, um, how their investments were performing, you know, in fashion, I, you know, tell stories about the products that I design and, uh, you know, the women that we named them after, you know, back, if you go back all the way when, um, you know, for my uh, postgraduate thesis, you know, I wrote, a, um, I wrote about getting people with disabilities into uh, the job market and really looking at them as intangibles that uh, that we can um, you know sell in the market. So um, you know, in all those different jobs, I've been telling stories one way or the other. So you know, you from Iran, as you said, to Dubai, to New Zealand, Australia, Canada. What what does that do for you in terms of you know uh, being an entrepreneur, building a business in in, in a new land, if you like? Um, what what's that kind of you, you know? What's the what's the gem that if you like that makes it go that makes it work? Mm-hmm. I think if you. Um... It's built, it's helped me build a lot of grit, you know, being a, an immigrant, an outsider so many times, uh, you know, over. Um, it's built, you know, given me a lot of um, experiences that I've, I've grown from. And, you know, when you are an entrepreneur, the, if you are the kind of person that needs motivation, you're never going to do something, you know. Because motivation is the last thing you, you'll be getting. You have to get up whether you feel like it or not. And uh, you have to, you know, go out and, you know, work on whatever it is that, you know, you you want you want to work on. And everything is, uh, all the odds are against you. So, you know, for me, uh, you know, going from, you know, Dubai to New Zealand, you know, that was my first uh, culture shock. You know, the Middle East where, you know, as a, you know, I moved to New Zealand when I was 13. You know, this was a time where there wasn't um, as much uh, multiculturalism in New Zealand as it is now. Um, This was early 90s. 
And, you know, as a as a 13 year old, I remember like my first day in, in class, I had a, um, you know, a, a student asked me if I was black. I mean, they'd never seen, um, I mean, this person, it was a very, I guess you can say Caucasian um, neighborhood and it was a you know you know particular school but they had never seen and I was really kind of confused because um you know surely they must have seen you know black people on TV um and you know so that's that was kind of like the first you know cultural shock and um and just getting even though I you know spoke you know perfect English but uh, understanding that, um, you know, that you don't, unlike, you know, at Dubai, you don't worship your teachers and um, it's not, um, you know, cool to add uh, to like, you know, have like perfect attendance. I remember um, I was such a nerd in school telling, um, you know, another student that, you know, I'm so proud I never missed a day of school. And she just turned around and looked at me. She goes, you are such a loser. And <laughs> <laughs> so she was this, you know, cool girl um you know it's it's those those things that build uh, you know grit in life i was a you know at school i was a librarian and i played um uh, soccer and i was also in the debating club so if you look at it none of those uh you know even in, in today's uh you know today's high school none of those groups will will be interacting with each other so and none of those groups um you know, considered me as one of their own. In fact, they just thought like, you know, the librarians thought, you know, why, why are you a librarian when you're playing soccer with those, you know, people? The people in the debate class didn't understand why, you know, I would be a librarian. So I just, you know, didn't understand, the, you know, those kind of like um, cultural nuances. And even later on in life, when I did understand them, I just learned to, to tune them out, you know. Then when I came, um, sounds like you like to cross over boundaries, anyway. Yeah, I was just, yeah, <laughs> you know. Now, now I say walking how you want. I mean, at that time, it was, you know, it it wasn't, um, you know, comfortable. And you know, did I wish that I was accepted by any one of those groups? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just learned um, to become more of myself and that's really helped me in my entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, you're now in the fashion business, specifically, you know, in shoes and bags, uh, I would say high style type of thing. Um, what are you most excited about in that business today? I mean, what, what, what's, What's changing? Okay, you, you, yeah, I mean, you have a showroom, but I would imagine online is a large part of your business. What, what, what's, what's changed in the, in the last three years? I mean, it's been yeah. a crazy three years. I'm just, inter just interested on that front. Yeah, I, I mean, geez, wow, um, how much time do you have? Like, what, <laughs> like, you know, what, uh, what hasn't changed? You know, in um, in 2020, when the you know pandemic first hit. And, you know, I saw the, the changes happening because we uh, manufacture everything in Italy. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, all our factories are in Italy. We work with uh, specialized factories. So, you know, um, and factories are like, like restaurants. They're very good at making, you know, uh, the specialties. Uh, we don't work with a factory that does all. Um, but because we have a dedicated team in Italy, I saw... Um, 
you know, COVID before we experienced it in, in Canada. And um, I just decided that, you know, when COVID first happened, that that was going to be the, the first year of our company. It doesn't matter what we had done before. It doesn't matter, you know, what's worked in the past before that we're in this new world. And, you know, this is this is the third year. And I'd say that every year I, I look at it with, um, you know, a, a fresh set of eyes. And mm-hmm. I don't expect um, this year to be like, you know, the, the past two years. What I'm excited about is that, you know, you know, and what actually attracts me to this kind of business, um, you know, as long as we are, you know, human beings of this nature, um, you know, we need to, all of us, it doesn't matter who we are, we want to, you know, uh, feel good, we want to look good, uh, and we want to, um, you know, uh, take care of ourselves. So that's why I like, you know, um, CPG type of uh, businesses, you know, uh, consumer products. And, you know, for us right now, we're, we're in, in the fashion space. And, um, you know, even though we're in Zoom and none of us have really kind of, you know, been going out or hopefully, I, you know, I want to say we have, hopefully we're staying at home and staying safe, but, you know, we still want to feel good. After a while, there's only so many you know, sweats uh, that you can wear, right? There's uh, stretch pants will take you so far. But even with stretch pants, you know, if you just decide that that's going to be what you want to wear for the rest of your life, um, you want to, you know, you're going to have a shower. You're going to want to, you know, do something to your hair because uh, we, I mean, we are human beings and we have visual senses. So that aspect of, you know, the business still excites me. Um, We've never, you know, been a company that specializes in in trends. So, um, Anything that I, you know, designed three years ago, you, you can still buy it today and it would still look fresh and you can, you know, still um, wear it, you know, five, six years from now. Um, you know, the aspects that have changed are, you know, how we source products, um, you know, how we look at, you know, retail. Like I, um, the space that we have now, I made a very smart decision and we, I signed online at the start of the pandemic. Of course, you know, I didn't know that the pandemic was going to be shut. And we're, you know, we have this showroom. It's in our, you know, third year this year. Uh, But the first year was only open, you know, for a few weeks. Uh, The second year, which was last year, you know, maybe, you know, you know, a couple of months at the most. So we haven't really been able to utilize it um, at all. And, you know, um, yes, I think that it doesn't matter what business you're in, you know, if you're not um, online right now, it's very hard, not just to survive, but actually to, you know, to service your customers because, um, you know, customers want uh, convenience and, you know, we're not an Amazon kind of business, but, you know, um, as you said, you know, we make specialty products, uh, you know, uh, luxurious, you know, handbags and shoes. And, you know, our customers require that white glove service. Um, and whether it is, you know, they come into our stores or whether we do, you know, um, online, you know, styling appointments with them, uh, we have to have that, you know, white glove service across all channels. Stay subscribed and hit the bell icon to be notified of our upcoming podcast with Commissioner Matthew Boswell of the Competition Bureau. Hear about competition and marketing rules every business should know. 
Click the link in the description to learn more about creating an effective compliance program. We, we've all gone through this challenge in the last two and a half years. Um, so let's forget that one. But typically, you know, how do you deal with challenges? I mean, is, is, there, a, is there a process that you, you've evolved over the last, you know, X years that, that says, when I hit a wall, yeah. this is how I overcome it. Is there a process that you've developed like that? Because it's, uh, you know, there are various ways to do it, I think. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very good, a very good question. And um, I, you know, I don't, I haven't written the process, but um, I always, you know, one thing that I, I'm always asking myself is, you know, what is my why? You know, what is, and, and, you know, your why is really your person, your purpose, your mission, you know, what is my why? So if I have a challenge uh, in my company, I have to, you know, remind myself, you know, why on earth? And I, I, I did this when the pandemic hit, you know, uh, we, we're selling shoes and bags, you know, why do we exist? Do we really need another, you know, bag company? Do we really need another shoe company? Not really. Um, but the way that we do it, what Zavell does it, yes, I do believe that that we need it. So um, depending on the problem, um, you know, I really get close to to my why. And, and the one benefit of, you know, growing older is is that, you know, you realize, and especially now with the, you know, with the pandemic, is that we've all um, seen loss. We've all seen um you know, we've all experienced loss and trauma and, you know, good things and bad things. And I like to put things in perspective. So um, what used to, you know, really bother me, like, say, you know, the early challenges may not bother me as much now because I know that uh, they're, you know, they're not big enough to to kill us. Um, so uh, I like to put things in in perspective and, you know, also being someone who has never um, really had a safety safety net. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I have to work for, you know, everything I have. And um, so if this doesn't, you know, if I can't make payroll, there's no investor that's going to, you know, wire me money and I can, you know, kind of do it. Um, so I try to make sure that those kinds of problems, um, you know, I don't get myself into often, but um, how I how I get through it is just, you know, what is the worst thing I have to ask myself? What is the worst thing? And as with entrepreneurs, I would say like the worst thing that we're always dealing with is that fear, is that shame factor. Mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. um, and that's not something that most entrepreneurs uh, talk about, but the thing that, um, you know, whatever the problem is, uh, most often it's that shame factor. Oh my God, if my company fails, uh, I'm going to have to, and someone is going to Google my name, you know, they're going to see that this happened. And, you know, I'm going to have to explain to the world why it failed. Well, a lot of companies failed just simply because, you know, they run out of money or, you know, things happen or, you know, with restaurants or something. It's um, knowing, you know, just trying to get yourself in a frame that it's like, okay, if the worst thing happened and 
it's because, you know, I don't want to be embarrassed or, you know, be ashamed. Then really, like, you have to look yourself, um, you know, uh, in the mirror and say, who cares? Like, like you know, it's kind of like, uh, who cares? So uh, that's, that's something that uh, I would say that my biggest, you know, challenge is always like, okay, if I'm, if I've done right by my, you know, customers, my employees and, you know, my, my suppliers. And if the only thing I have to work on is my inner shame, then, then so what I can overcome that. So now we're moving into the kind of advice mode. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice that you've received? You know, we'll, we'll get advice, but yeah. I don't know about you. There's always like two or three things that I've carried around with me, yeah. And I, you know, I go back to kind of thing, and they're 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 sort of in there, ingrained in in my personal process, kind of thing. Yeah. What's the what's what you what would you say the best piece of advice you've received that you keep on using, basically? Yeah. Um. You know, the best piece of advice that I've received um, is actually is in a book. Is um is in uh, Viktor Frankl's book um the uh, he wrote uh, man's search for meaning and it's my one of my favorite books in the world and it, in it he you know writes about um you know having um you know survived you know uh, Auschwitz and the concentration camps is where when you have a why you can endure anyhow so mm-hmm. um for me it's you know when you have that why and your why has to, your purpose has to be be bigger than, you know, than mo- than monetary because um, then material, um, you know, that's the biggest thing. You know, why on earth are you doing something? Um, and if you don't have a good reason, then you should really stop and ask. Um, the the second, um, uh, you know, piece of advice is, um, you know, years years ago, um, I I heard. Um, you know, uh, someone say, you know, run your own race. And in it's what we call at Zavell, you know, the mission of our company, walk how you want. It's, there's so many, you know, conflicting advice on, you know, how to be the perfect this, how to be the perfect that. But at the end of the day, I think that if we want to experience and we only have, you know, where in life, there's only two things that are guaranteed. You, you're born and you die, you know. And then after that, apart from that, there's, you know, really no guarantees. So if you don't, um, you know, live life uh, according to your own path and, you know, according to your own, um, you know, inner bliss, following your own inner bliss, then it's a wasted life. You know, I I, I have no trouble following my inner bliss, but that's okay because that's my name. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and I, and I don't think of like following inner bliss is, is kind of uh, for, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, that's great. Like I've got responsibilities and I want to follow my own interests. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, quitting your job and just watching TV all day long because that's your inner bliss. (laughs) If it is and you figure out a way how to, you know, get somebody to pay for everything, let me know. I'm talking about, you know, how are you going to, you know, like use your life? You know, if you hear to eat, to drink, suck air, and die, because uh, I think that's a wasted life. But uh, if you're here and you 
do something with it, then I think it's a meaningful life. So let's have some fun questions just yeah. kind of tailing off. Uh, you, based on the amount of books behind you, you're reading yeah. what some of us are. What are you currently reading? Or, or what book would you recommend to our audience that you've read recently? That might be a better, better way. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, literally the last uh, book that I read um, uh, that I just finished is um, it's by uh, Michael Dell. And uh, it's I should know what the, what the name is called, but it's um, it's Play Nice But Win or something like that. Uh, the, the founder of. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, of Dell. Um, and it was, it was it was a very interesting book. Um, and he, you know, essentially talks about like he's very competitive and but he, you know, he wants to, you know, he wants to win. Um, yeah. the uh other book um that uh, I just finished is um so I name a lot of things after um and a lot of my products after um you know people whose books I've read or people who are interested and Somebody mentioned, and boy, um, because I love uh, Viktor Frankl, mm-hmm. uh, another psychologist, and his his book was uh, Becoming Myself. And I should know his name. He actually is a um, he's okay. a really good psychologist. So, um, and the third book is uh, Strong. It's about using strong language to tell stories. Um, so I've always <laughs> got. Three or four different types of books. Um, I love founders' books. I love uh, you know storytelling books and books about um, you know managing your own psyche, which I think is is very important as an entrepreneur. So, if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Ooh, um, I'd say passionate. I have uh, a lot of. Uh, you know, passion and love for, for what I do. You know, if I do something, I'm fully in. Like, I have two mode, on and off. I don't have any in between. <laughs> That's good. Are you a morning or a night person? I'm a morning person. Yeah, okay, okay. All right. You know, we're coming to the end. So um, uh, I always ask this, you know, you, you've thrown up quite a few interesting perspectives. How can people get a hold of you if they want to kind of have a chat with you? Sure. Um, well, I'm on uh, I'm on uh, LinkedIn. Um, uh, I think my um, username is L A Z A. I'm on um, I'm on Twitter. Um, you can also uh, under the same name. Um, those are uh, the two best places. If you um, you know also look up any of um, Zavell's. Um, social media uh, platforms and send me a message there. It will eventually uh, get to me. Okay. Well, great meeting you. Very interesting story and some good good insights. I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, thanks thanks for so much for having me, Philip.